Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today here at Rethink Life Church. As always, it's an honor to have you join with us. And I'm actually joined by some of our team, and I'm joined by my much better half, my wife, Michelle. But hey, team, let's give those that are watching today a round of applause. And thank you for being a part of our online worship experience. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm excited in the fact that the holidays are just literally uh, days and now weeks uh, away from us, and we're excited about all that God has in store for us. And uh, I, we want to do something really a little different. And obviously, uh, anytime you see Michelle and I together, that means we're doing something different. And uh, today really is a candid conversation. This is really that an means opportunity. We do hang out together. Yeah, it's we, not that odd. We yeah. do hang out together. Yes. So, <laughs> what she said. But anyway, this is a candid conversation that we want to have because, you know, we just felt like after eight weeks that we have been experiencing together as a church called the Rethink Life Experience, where we've been journeying together uh, through our small groups. We've been working through a book that uh, Michelle and I wrote and also uh, really just wrapping our hearts around uh, the truths that we really wanted to refocus our attention upon related to some uh, habits and some disciplines and some priorities that we wanted to revisit in our lives. And we just thought it'd be good to kind of just come up and just breathe for just a moment before we jump into uh, some exciting things we have in the coming weeks. But I just felt like it would be great for us to pause and just really reflect back on really what God has taught us. I know what he's challenged me with in this calendar year of 2020. Uh, it has stretched me, it's challenged me, uh, and I'm sure just like you and like all of us, yeah. you know, we've all had a very unusual year. In fact, uh, 2020 obviously is one that we will never, ever forget. I was reading something uh, where the dictionary word for the year was lockdown. It's not necessarily the most positive or hope-filled word to focus on, but it's definitely a word that many of us can relate to because it's a it's an experience that we've all had to deal with in this unusual year. And so with that, it's really challenged us to reimagine, if you will, a lot of things, to rethink a lot of things. And with that, you know, 2020 has had a tremendous effect on our nation. It has really uh, shaken our nation and really the world, for that matter, to its core. And I think my prayer is that it has caused some to even literally break down to the point of falling on their knees, crying out for help, looking for guidance, for direction. And, you know, it's been an unusual year because of the COVID crisis that has impacted and unfortunately has taken the lives of so many people around the world. And I'm sure many of you have been greatly impacted by friends or relatives, family members, loved ones who've lost their lives because of this unfortunate disease, this pandemic. Yeah. But you know, when you think about it, not only have we encountered the physical crisis because of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, but you know, just all of the things that it's impacted us with related to you know, the social distancing because of the lockdowns and you know, the safety concerns. And 
you know, of course, you know, I never forget, none of us will forget, you know, the George George Floyd incident that happened earlier this summer and, you know, just the, you know, the racial tension and divide in our nation. And then when you think about the financial repercussions that COVID has had and so many people, unfortunately, has experienced job losses and um, and, and have fallen on hard times and, and have been faced with those kinds of challenges to the point that, you know, there's even been this political divide that seemingly has, you know, unfortunately has caused so much frustration and disappointment among so many in our nation. And so when you think about it, there's just a lot that many people are feeling, a lot of people are caring. You know, there's a lot that's on the minds, that's on the hearts of so many. And as I stated, it's taken its toll. As a matter of fact, stress and anxiety, uh, depression, alcohol and drug addiction, uh, domestic violence, and even suicide are at all time highs. And I think if anything, it's a reminder for me, and I hope it is also as a reminder for you, that our hope and our trust or our dependency or even our source of security cannot be uh, really, if anything, I think uh, dependent upon the things of this world. If anything, it's a reminder that the things of this world you know, are passing. And I think it's why Jesus reminded us, and in fact, he reminded his disciples, he was letting them know in advance he said, look, I'm going to, I fulfilled my purpose and my mission. Now I'm going to go back to be with my father, but I will come again. And he said in John 16, verse 33, he said, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. And in this world, he said, just remember, you will have trouble. He said, but take heart. Some translations even say, but be of good cheer because he reminded them, I have overcome the world. And I love that because Jesus was reinforcing the fact that he said, hey, because I have come back to life, because I, I have risen from the grave. He said, because I've overcome, I've conquered death, hell, and the grave. He said, because I have overcome, you too as my followers will also overcome the hardships and the troubles and the trials of this world. And I love the fact that he emphasized that in me, so therefore in Christ, there is peace. But yet in the things of this world, there are troubles and there are sorrows. But we can take heart. We can find joy in the midst of the challenges because Jesus Christ has overcome the world. Therefore, we too can be overcomers and live victoriously in light of the chaos and the uncertainty and the hardships and troubles that we are facing in our society today. Yes, and also, I, you know, 2020 has really caused me to uh, press into the Word of God even so much more. At the beginning of the year, I got a new Bible, and it was a journal Bible, and I'm so thankful that I had it, you know, because it, uh, I filled it up so much more than any other Bible I've ever had or any year before, mm. because I think we had more time, and we had more opportunity just to spend in the Word of God, and that's just, I found hope, I found peace, I found reassurance in the Word of God. And um, at the very beginning of, of COVID, I think I marked in my Bible, it was March 21st, um, I read Psalm 61, verse 2 and 3, and it says, From the ends of the earth I cry to you for help. When my heart is overwhelmed, our heart is the ruling center of our life. And I think so many of us, our hearts 
were overwhelmed by 2020. Um, Lead me to the towering rock of safety for you are my safe refuge. When we were in Israel, we kind of got a picture of this because when there was these towering rocks, these big hills that had these coves in them and where people would find refuge and safety. And that is what Jesus has for us through his word that we find hope and we find refuge we find peace in him and we find our dependence upon him Um, and you know during this time i think we've had people asking us do you think that it's the end time do you see that that there's signs that it's the end time and you know obviously there's things that are pointing to that but we don't know the time or the day or the hour we don't know the bible tells us that we, we will never know for sure but instead of pointing and looking at the signs I think it's time that we look to our Savior during yeah. this time. We don't need to just be looking for signs. We need to look to our Savior. We need to look yeah. to Jesus. And and that is one of the reasons we did the Rethink Life series. Um, it was awesome. We had kind of re- refurbished and re- put out that book um, even before COVID had ever happened. And it was perfect timing to go through these eight core values in our life. And so we just wrapped that up and uh, we did the devotionals, the 40-day devotional that went with that. And if you didn't get a chance to be a part of that, you can go on our website and you can sign up for it and grab it there or on the Bible app. But we just talked through a lot of different things. And um, Jesus told us, you know, when it came to focusing on the eternal things, because that's what all of this whole series was about, the Rethink Life experience, was that to have an eternal perspective, that we can't just have the temporal perspective because we can get down and discouraged super fast if we're just looking at what's here and now. Mm-hmm. But when we have a perspective that is eternal, it changes everything. And mm-hmm. Jesus, he told his disciples as he warned them about the signs and the times um, before he returns in Matthew 24, 35. The Passion Translation says, The earth and the sky will wear out and fade away before one word I speak loses its power or fails to accomplish its purpose. Mm. You know, we Mm. may not know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow because the word of God never changes. It never loses its power. It has such strength in our life. And that's why it's so important that we press into it and we know the word of God because we know, like you said, that we we, ha- we have overcome because of Jesus mm-hmm. and that we have hope that yeah. because Jesus is alive. Absolutely. And when we anchor that hope into the promises of God's word, it does yeah. give us such peace and it gives us a sense of spiritual confidence knowing that even though life is hard, you know, we're going to get through this yeah. because yes. we too are overcomers. Yeah. And so it's, it's reassuring and it's comforting to know that we serve a good God who loves us. He cares for us and he's got our back. You know, he never said life is going to be easy. In fact, he told us, he warned us it was going to be hard. There are going to be difficulties in life, but we can take heart. We can be of good cheer knowing that this is not our permanent situation. We're just, we're just passing through. Okay. We're just fellow travelers here. This is not our home. We have an eternal home that Jesus is preparing for us. And so in the meantime, I think what COVID has done for me in 2020, I think it's just, it's stretched to me. 
It has challenged me. It has enlarged my vision in many ways to think differently, to see differently. It has. It's, it's shifted my perspective, you know, because it's easy sometimes to fall into a rut, a routine, you know, where things are predictable, you know, things kind of go as, you know, as we maybe are planning for them to go. But all of a sudden, when something literally like COVID comes along and just, you know, it just shakes us to our core and completely disrupts our world, our routine, what we thought was pre- predictable is no longer in our control. Yeah. And I think if anything, it, you know, it forces you to take a step back and say, okay, God, what is it you want to show me? God, what is it that I'm supposed to learn from this? And God, what changes do I need to make to adapt, to adjust, to maybe prepare myself for what God has next in the next season? Because we're going to get through this. So what does the new norm look like? And what's on the other side of Mm COVID-19? What's on the other side as it relates to the church? How How are we as believers in Christ Jesus, how are we supposed to adapt and to adjust to the new norm coming out of this pandemic? And I think if anything, what it's done is it's given me a sense of urgency because, you know, whether we may see this as signs of the times, I do think personally that there are a lot of consistencies when you look at what Jesus uh, told us in Matthew chapter 24, as he was talking to his disciples and in, in, in uh, Matthew 16, as we mentioned a few moments ago, you look at other passages in the New Testament, even taking some of the Old Testament prophecies. But when you put a lot of these things together, yes, there are a lot of consistencies that we are seeing before our very eyes especially when it comes to the realm of technology, because that was one of the things that Jesus said would have to happen before he returned is that the whole world must hear. And so here's the thing. The whole world is now positioned to hear the good news of Jesus Christ because of technology. And so with that in mind, I think what it's doing is it's enlarging for me the vision to leverage not just technology, but leverage the church to be more intentional and strategic to reach a post-Christian, okay, a post-Christian generation Mm -hmm. like never before. In fact, I read something the other day from the Christian Post that honestly just ripped my heart apart, and I want to share it with you. And these are the latest stats that were um, given through a pretty exhaustive study And it says that Christianity in America will make up just 59% of the country's population by 2050, compared to 73% today. So just think about this for a moment, a 30-year difference between where we are today and 2050. Now, the worst-case scenario, as many as 42 million people raised in Christian homes will disaffiliate themselves from Christianity by 2050. It is the largest and fastest numerical shift in religious affiliation in the history of our nation. And here's something that breaks my heart. And if you're a parent, this really ought to make you concerned. Because 35 million young people raised in families today that call themselves Christians will say they are not. No longer a Christian by 2050. Now, I don't even know if that theologically makes sense. 
because once you're saved, you're always saved according to my interpretation of the word of God. However, I do believe that there is a that there is an abandoning, if you will, when it comes to the foundations and the priorities and the principles of God's word that are no longer being lived out in the lives of people. And that frightens me and it concerns me simply because we have a culture today that is spiritually and morally lost. We live in a world today where people don't know what they believe nor why they believe it. They are literally being swayed by popular opinion and by whatever the culture dictates and whatever the media seems to popularize. And people are buying into just about every kind of message there is to be communicated. But I do know this. The scripture says that heaven and earth may pass away, but as Jesus said, my words shall live forever. You know, the word of God is the only thing that is going to stand. And so the Bible says that the, the flower fades and the grass withers, but the word of God will stand forever. And so we're going to cling to the promises of God. We're going to cling to the priorities of God. And we're going to live out what God's plans and purposes are. But listen, if there was ever a time where we as a church, where we as believers needed to have a greater sense of urgency to reach the lost and to stand for truth and to take back what the enemy has tried to steal away from us, it's now. Because that's what the enemy is trying to do. He's he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's obviously doing a pretty good job at that, even though I don't want to give him any credit. But the good news is Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and experience it to the full. So there's a lot of people who are living in deception right now. But Jesus said, I want to give you the truth because he said, I am the source of truth. And I'm the source of life. And no one gets to the Father except through me, Jesus said. And so with that in mind, what we want to do is we want to shift our focus and shift our perspective off of everything going on and put it back on Jesus. And that's the reason why Jesus told his disciples before he ascended into heaven. Some of his final words of instructions to his disciples was was captured in what is known as the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28 and verses 18 through 20. And here's what he said. And I love the way the message paraphrase captures this. Jesus said, God authorized and commanded me to commission you and me to go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism and the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then he said, instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. And he said, I will be with you as you do this day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. So that has never changed. And we were talking about this the other day, Michelle. You know, when you think about, um, you know, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and the centuries, you know, of the church, you know, the church is alive and well. Now, it may look different. It may feel different. But here's the thing. Methods change. But the message of Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't change. Good news is good news. Jesus died. He was buried. And he came back to life. And so that's the good news. That's the message that doesn't change. And that's the message that would change and transform people's lives. And so with that in mind, 
Here's what we just want to be committed to as a church. And this is where I feel like we need to uh, turn up the heat, so to speak, and really get more intentional about sharing this message, the good news of Christ to those around us. Because as a church, our mission is very simple. And that is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, how we accomplish that is really kind of carried out this way. And that is to help people shift their perspective so they can make better choices and have a greater impact with their lives. Who doesn't need that? Who doesn't need to shift their perspective so they can see things from God's point of view, from, you know, God's perspective? Because when they start living for the eternal, now they can start making better choices with their life, which helps set them up to make a greater impact, to fulfill the greater purpose that God has placed them on this earth to fulfill. So what God has done for me and for, you know, I think in my heart, just to be, um, you know, just to speak for myself here, I think what, what God has shown me and what God has has challenged me is, is what does this mean to us as a church family here at Rethink Life? In other words, what, what, what changes, what, what, you know, what uh, adjustments do we need to make to pivot, to be better poised and prepared to go into the new calendar year of 2021 yeah. to really take on the new norm, but do it in a, in a way that allows us to be most effective so that we can make an even greater impact. Yeah. And you know, I was reminded about that verse in, in Isaiah 43 where, where, where God was you know, once again restoring and gathering together you know, his people who'd been scattered, but he was gathering, gathering them together once again. And he was basically giving them a second chance, a third chance, fourth chance. He'd given them so many chances because of their disobedience, but he was bringing them back together once again. And he said, I'm going to do a new thing. And he said, I've already begun. Don't you even see it? Can't you see it? And I believe God right now is doing that same thing for us. And he's probably asking us the question, hey, can't you see what's going on? I'm wanting to do something new and different. I want to do something fresh. And so with that, what we've done as a staff, and and I just want to take a few moments and just say that, you know, when we were forced to shut down, when we could no longer have church at Lake Nona High School because we're a portable, you know, church, um, it forced us to think different. We had to pivot. We had to suddenly adjust and do things that we weren't accustomed to doing. And quite frankly, you know, some of our team that's here today, we all we all had to take off the hats that we were supposed to wear and start piling on all these other hats that you know, we didn't know anything about. And what we had to do is we had to adjust because some of us had to learn new skill sets. We had to, um, you know, embrace, you know, what was uncomfortable, but it was the new norm and the fact that we had to, we had to learn technology really fast. And so with that in mind, our team has done a fantastic job to adjust, to be flexible and to adapt. But what it's done, it's, it's allowed us as a church to turn obstacles into opportunities. Right. And so what we've been able to do is see the opportunity that God has placed in front of us to reach even more people because of technology. And so with that, what I want to do for just a moment is just, is just share with you uh, really what God has taught us to simplify and to, I think, if anything, make some adjustments to, the again, the method. The message stays the same, but the methods are always adapting and adjusting to the new norms of life. Amen. And so with that, um, because of technology and the new digital platforms, just like those of you that are watching this right now, 
This is, this is something that, that you are benefiting from and will continue to benefit from because for us, we feel like it is, it's not an either or, it's a both and opportunity to reach more and more people right. and to leverage the gift of technology that God has given us. And so, you know, through this season, you know, I took the word life and I was just thinking about, you know, rethink life and, and all that, you know, God has shown us through the fact that he is life. Everything Everything begins and ends with him. Life is found in him. And so life for us means leadership. It means innovation. It means family. And it means equipping. And so we thought, wow, you know, that's where we need to put our focus as we go into the new calendar year. What can we do to raise up new leaders? What can we do to use and leverage innovation and technology in order to help, you know, prepare them and set them up for success because servant leadership is one of our core values. It's our identity. And then families, you know, our families are struggling so much from, you know, marriage and parenting challenges to helping youth, you know, understand, you know, not only what they believe, but why they believe it so they can stand, you know, firm in their faith and be able to defend their faith and stand for truth in their schools because we believe the schools are the greatest mission field we could possibly ever have. And so we believe families need the support and the help and the encouragement. But all of this requires equipping. That means where we've got to come alongside and we've got to raise up and invest in leaders. We've got to invest in in the families and invest in people so that they can be confident and go out and make the kind of impact that God has called us to make. So three things, and that is number one, God wants us to engage. So how we're going to carry this out? is we got to first and foremost, we have to engage. It simply means we got to take the next step. We all have a next step. And so, you know, whether it's, you know, the step of putting your faith in Christ and solidifying that, the step of taking your faith public through water baptism, Maybe it's, the, maybe it's the, the step of becoming more consistent and faithful in your church attendance. Yeah. And whether it's watching more faithfully and consistently online, or whether it's coming in person, maybe joining us for one of our pop-up services now that we are having in person, but just making worship a priority. Maybe that is your next step to fully engage. And the reason why that's so important is because we don't want to be spectators. I believe God has called us to be participants. So we want to get out of the grandstands and the bleachers and get out onto the playing field because that's where life change happens. And so whether it's, you know, giving of your resources and giving God, you know, the tithe, you know, putting him first in your finances and making that a priority, we all have a next step. Maybe it's leading a small group. Maybe it's joining a team. But the key is engaging. And I just want to invite you to even engage in our year-end giving opportunity. Michelle, I'm excited in the fact that we have the opportunity right here at Christmas to be a part of our year-end Christmas offering. And we're going to be doing some things to give uh, bicycles and Bibles to under-resourced kids. We're going to help uh, fill the food pantry at Lake Nona High School, which is hard to believe, but it is barren right now. And that's been brought to our attention. And we want to come alongside and we want to sow and invest in that. We also want to be able to... um, you know, provide food for those who unfortunately have fallen on hard times during this holiday season. And so these are some things that we are committed to through our Operation 
joy initiative yeah. this Christmas yeah. season. And then in addition, we're sowing into our future. We want to begin. In fact, if COVID has taught us anything, it's, t- it's taught me how important it is that we have a place that we can call home. Yes. Listen, we've been talking about it and praying about it for years. I believe it's time for us to fully engage and get involved in sowing and investing into our future. We're, we're getting close, but we still have a ways to go to get the necessary capital in order to put towards securing our future through finding a piece of property and beginning to build our future so that we can impact generations to come. So if you want to give towards that, you can go on our website at rethinklife.com. It will take you to a page. It spells it all out. But pray and ask God what he would have you do. But the key is to engage. It's take the next step and follow God's lead. Yes, and not only engage, which those are incredible things. I say amen to all of that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, But the second thing is to grow. Mm. And, you know, we cannot become who we need to be by remaining who we are. And healthy things grow. And we believe here at Rethink Life Church that growth happens best in the context of a small group. And so that's why we have life groups. And this season, which has been season number three for us, we're wrapping up a year, which is crazy, has been the best season of life groups for us. At least for us personally, has been amazing. Um, We are involved in three different groups. And one of our groups, is um, young couples that we've been able to connect with. And we've done, that group has been Zoom and in person, which was awesome. And it was so cool to see couples from the other side of town, you know, 30, 40 minutes away, connecting and becoming friends with people that are just next door to us. Mm -hmm. And we have loved to see those relationships happen. Um, I also had a life group that was um, young women professionals that they took a lunch break on Mondays. And we would spend from 12 to 1 together on Zoom calls. And and we have gotten together a couple times in person. But that has been just so phenomenal, the relationships that have happened there, the the healing that has happened there, the support that has happened there for each other has just been incredible to watch. And one of my favorite things that's happened this year also is our mentoring. And that's something that we launched this year in January is our She Mentoring. And we're going to actually launch it for men and women. We're going to have He Mentoring and She Mentoring in 2021. So make sure to watch for that. But that has been just this unexpected, huge blessing in my life. Mm-hmm. Just to see these women grow. I've had nine girls, and um, they're not young girls. <laughs> I call them girls, but they're women. And uh, to see them grow this year has been so impactful. My word for the year, you mentioned a moment ago, was enlarge. And we have seen how God has enlarged us, even though that it seems that it, it, from the outside looking in, it may not look that way. But God has done more than we can ask or imagine, mm-hmm. and really even more than we can see. He has enlarged our territory. Yeah. And one thing he's, he's done that through is through this mentoring. And I, one of the girls in the mentoring it's is just been incredible to watch her grow this year. She's told me at the beginning of the year, I, I'm getting into this mentoring because I want to memorize scripture and I want to know how to respond to people when they ask me spiritual questions. Awesome. But you know what's funny is that's not what happened uh, because she 
she we got together um, just this month, and she told the group. She said that was my goal. That was my goal to be able to answer people with spiritual, with biblical truth. And she said I've learned a lot, but she said what's really happened is I've changed. And it just that's the goal, <laughs> you know, that's the goal that we become more like Christ. And she said I wasn't expecting it, but but I have changed. And the relationships that I've built have changed me. And again, we can't become who we need to be by remaining who we are. We've got to get comfortably uncomfortable like you talked about last week. Because sometimes it's uncomfortable to get into a group. But it's the greatest thing you can do for yourself. It's the greatest thing when you have relationship with people that have like-minded hearts and are ready to experience God. There's nothing greater. And that is the only way we can truly grow in our life is to have accountability and have relationships. So again, you can go to our website, RethinkLife.com. You can actually click on the Life Group button as you scroll down, and that'll take you to a page. If you would be interested in leading a Life Group, if you'd be interested in being mentored or being a mentor, if you feel like you're ready for that, let us know. Just fill out that form because 2021 is going to be our greatest year yet when it comes to growing spiritually our life groups and our mentoring we are so excited about it's going to be phenomenal yeah and in december we're going to be training you up setting you up for success so if you want to uh take that next step you want to engage so that you can begin begin growing and, and and helping other people reach their spiritual potential listen we can do it together and we'll help you uh learn everything you need to know so you're comfortable and confident as you enter into the new season in 2021 through our life groups as well as through our mentoring. So make sure you follow us next month in December because we're going to be having multiple training opportunities so that we can set you up for success. We want you to engage. We want you to to grow. But lastly, we want you to serve. I've said it many, many times. I'll say it again. If you're not serving, you are swerving. (laughs) You're missing God's best. Man, it's no fun just hanging out in the in the in the grandstands. God wants us put on the uniform and get out there on the playing field and go make an impact on people's lives. And so, you know, there's so many different ways that you can do that. But that's the way we can fulfill the purposes and the divine design that God's given to us. And the best way to figure all that out is to join us every Sunday. We have something called Starting Point. And starting point is the best place for you to start and to begin that journey to discover how God has wired you, the passions he's placed inside of you. And ultimately, what we want to do is we want to help you learn those things so that you can identify a team to join. Why is it so important? Because it takes teamwork to make the dream work. And you know what? The church can never accomplish what it needs to accomplish. It will always, always be lacking what it could be and should be until people are willing to stand in the gap and be used by God to make a difference by serving the bride of Christ. It's a part of God's plan and his purpose for his church. And so with that, God has designed us to do good things, to do good works, according to Ephesians 2. And so we've got to understand that God wants us to fulfill his purposes through his church. And so our church is not built upon the talents and the gifts of a few. Our church has been built through the sacrifices of many. And so we are building God's church 
yeah. one brick at a time. Yes. So grab a brick. <laughs> Let's start building the kingdom of yeah. God and advancing his church. Listen, yeah. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Yes. And so we all got to do our part to yeah. build God's church Amen. to reach more and more people. For the Lord Jesus Christ. I was so encouraged, Michelle, this past week through our pop-up services. It's so cool just to see our worship team, the production team, the setup team, the load-in, load-out team, you know, our host teams, just seeing people out there engaged. Right. I mean, making a difference, using their time, giving of their talents in that way. But here's what was so cool. We actually had a, a, a couple that was riding through. They saw our flags, and as a result, it kind of piqued their interest, so they went and checked us out online. And then they started watching our service online, and they said, well, we ought to go check them out. Well, they actually came. They introduced themselves, an amazing couple. We had so much fun just getting to meet them. And I thought to myself when it was all said and done, you know who I'm grateful for? I'm grateful for the parking team yeah. that went out and put the flags out. That's right. And because of what they did, because of what they sowed, and because of how they were used by putting a flag out, yeah. it resulted in impacting a yes. couple's life. Yes. Let me tell you something. That's how we build God's church. Yeah. That one brick at a time, all yeah. doing what we can so to make an eternal yeah. difference in the lives of others. And so I don't know where you are in, the, in this part of the journey, but listen, I just want you to know Hey, we're excited. God's enlarged our heart. He's enlarged our vision. Man, we're more faith-filled and focused. We're excited about what God has in store. Listen, my faith is not in the White House. My faith is in God's house and God's yeah. word and his <laughs> principles. And we're pumped. We're jacked up for yeah. 2021. But we got to engage. We got to grow. And we have got to serve so we can make a greater impact with our lives. Yeah. Well, I want to invite you at this time, if you would, to join me in a word of prayer. And as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed for just a moment, I just want to say maybe you're at a place right now where you may be a follower of Jesus, but maybe you've drifted. Maybe 2020, 2020 has gotten you completely distracted, derailed. Maybe you're not where you could be or should be in your faith journey, and maybe it's time to come back. It's time to renew, recommit, reprioritize, restructure some things in your life to put first things first in your spiritual journey. But you know, for some of you, maybe you're one of those who have been wrecked with anxiety and fear, loneliness. You know, maybe there's just, if anything, a feeling of emptiness in your life. And you don't know what it is, but you just know there's something missing. Well, maybe what's missing is a relationship between you and God. And I just want to say, if that's your need today, would you be willing to pray this prayer? And would you be willing to invite Jesus to be the Lord of your life? You can say something like this and say, Dear God, I confess to you that I'm a sinner. I turn from my sin. And today I believe that Jesus died and he arose again. And by faith, I'm inviting Jesus to come into my life and to be my Lord and Savior. If you just prayed that prayer just then, I want you to know you just made life's greatest decision. And I'm going to ask our team, if they would, to join me by joining the angels in heaven and just saying, welcome home and congratulating those of you that just prayed that prayer. So listen, we're grateful that you decided to take that most important step in your life. And would you do me a favor? And would you just simply uh, 
text that number there on the screen and just put I just type I decided, okay? And what we want to do is we want to get you some material that would be a great source of help and encouragement to you. You can maybe just click in the chat there, I decided. We just want to engage with you so that we can begin helping you become all that God has called you to be and equipped you to be. And uh, we hope you'll join us even tonight at 5 p.m. on our Zoom call live because we're going to be doing Starting Point, and it's a great place for you to start your new spiritual journey with us. Well, hey, we love you. We can't wait until next Sunday. We have something very special as we're going to be partaking communion together as we as we give thanks and prepare for what God wants to do this Thanksgiving season in our lives. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.